Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Welcome back, everyone. This is Popcorn Heist, the podcast. My name is Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ready to talk some multiverse, Jake. We got a lot of multiverse things to talk about. Oh, it's your favorite topic of all time. Oh, I hate the multiverse. (laughs) As I've said on many Popcorn Heist episodes before. What a return. uh, What a return to form, right? It's been so long. We've been on a little hiatus. I'm excited to get back into... An interesting movie to say the least. Um, yes, you know, yes. Yeah, we we rarely get to talk DC, and this is like one of the most unique DC movies that's come out in a while. This is one and, of the most interesting yeah. movies that's come out in a while, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, um, with the history that's gone into it, all the back behind the scenes stuff, some criminal records uh, sprinkled in there, um, and even some, you know. Who knows what this is going to lead into, but we got so much to talk about. So let's try to get straight into it, man. Yeah. And for those of you joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Jake and I created to share movie and TV content created by diehard fans with the world. Popcorn Heist, the podcast, which you're listening to now, is a show where we get to nerd out about franchises we love most like Marvel, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Disney, in this case, DC. We release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, definitely give us a follow and review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening. It definitely helps us grow. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the other podcast on our network, A Sims Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with our friends Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content like blog posts, rankings, brackets, and trivia on Tuesdays, visit us at popcornized.com or follow us on Instagram or any social media platform at popcornized. Well Woo. said. Well said. <laughs> you, I saw you kind of like pause. You had to like take a breath for a second when you were like naming our favorite franchises, and you went DC. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like <laughs> DC. I was about to say like may not, maybe not our favorite at all. I, oh, at all times. <laughs> I, I, it's it's so weird because like we talked about our, our opinions on the latest phases of Marvel and like DC is kind of all over the place. But like I've always loved DC. It's just like the way that they've been releasing projects in recent media has been hit or miss but i don't know like could that tune change you know who's to say but there are pieces of dc that i hold very near and dear to my heart like right up there with marvel yeah i i I think it's weird for me because i'm uh i'm not as big i I recently became like a superhero movie fan you put me on to marvel and since i've been like a real diehard superhero movie fan dc has kind of been in not the not the best state um, I definitely watched as a kid, like I, I enjoyed DC as a kid, but I wasn't as diehard for any superheroes. Um, so I think it's been more difficult for me to get into DC since I've really gotten to the superhero genre. But I'm interested to see where things go. I've always tried to give it a chance. And I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will see. I mean, like live action, I think, is what we're particularly talking about right now. Their animation is honestly 
fantastic. And we're going to talk about it a little bit today. Uh, we're talking about The Flash. Uh, but before we get into it, let's uh, lay out our quote of the episode. Uh, if you are a first timer to Popcorn Heist Podcast, uh, then Nick, you'll have to know that Nick and I became friends over quotes, movie quotes, TV show quotes, quotes that we just find in random aspects of life. So we decided when we made this podcast that there'd be a quote of the episode. Um, and if you're not a stranger to Popcorn Heights, Popcorn Heights, the podcast, then you know how crazy these quotes can get sometimes. Sometimes they relate to what we're talking about. Sometimes they don't. They're from the source material, yada, yada, yada. In this case, this quote is from The Flash that came out recently. Um, it's in the beginning of the movie, fairly early on. Barry Allen is talking with Bruce Wayne, and that's Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Uh, spoilers for the Flash ahead. No, uh, we always about forget. to say spoilers. We always forget. Uh, three, two, one. Spoiler alert! All right, I say Ben Affleck's Batman because there's three Batman in this movie. Um, not even no, there's four Batman in this movie. Um, in the oh, we'll get to it. But Barry's talking to Bruce Wayne. He's just discovered the Speed Force, like kind of more the limits of the speed force and he goes talking about going back in time and he goes bruce i could fix things and bruce goes but you could also destroy everything and felt that was kind of a meta very suitable quote one because it just encompasses everything with the movie that like they kind of prove that going back in time or tampering with time in any way is completely undoable you can't undo anything that you may have altered um pretty much destroys it Hmm. I don't know uh, that that's what I got from the movie, but okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get into it. But um, yeah, I th- also felt it was meta because like one of the reasons that I know you don't like the multiverses is because it's tampering with too much like no consequences and you might be biting off more than you can chew. Um, tampering too much with the multiverse, you might just destroy everything. And also this movie kind of blew up the DCEU for James Gunn's new DC universe. So it's yet to see if he really will have like destroyed everything or if this is a new chapter breathing new life into DC. And uh, yeah, that I think that's and maybe we'll talk about it later a little bit, but I think that's an interesting take. I feel like they said that this was going to reset everything and it like kind of never answered what it was what what the point was. Like did it reset everything? Is it the same exact universe but not Ben Affleck Batman. Like, it, it, I feel like they didn't quite answer. I feel like they still want to teeter both lines of like, we, we're keeping what we would like from the DCEU and we still have two more movies come out, coming out in the DCEU. But we're also starting over. So like, I don't know, the DCEU has been a mess for a few years and I feel like they haven't like done anything to bring things together. I don't think we're going to get an ending to it, to be honest with you. I think this was the closest we're going to get. Yeah, no, I don't think maybe years down the road this is assuming that james gunn's universe is completely successful goes on for years and years maybe we'll get like some crazy multiverse thing where they end up back in this Zack snyder universe but in my mind at the end of this movie like it's done there's not really like a perfect like swan song closure to it it's just like this is the movie that's ending james gunn's universe is just going to start in a new universe and a new timeline this is what I'm, uh, I, I get annoyed, you know, I get annoyed when directors and people talk too much about their universes and their movies. Like, tell me in the movie, if I was just a viewer watching these movies, I had no knowledge of what was going on in the outside world. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, so what's going on here? Like, what's next? And I don't know that we're really going to get a what's next to this movie. I think it's just like, all right, like, we kind of reset everything. I think if I didn't know what was going on in the outside world, I'd be hella confused. And I'd be like, all right, where are we going? everyone but 
I don't know. You you think that people don't have enough like pop culture awareness to know that like Ezra Miller's done, you know? Well, yeah, people so do, but stuff. you know, movies should speak for themselves. I, I kind of agree, but at this point, like, you do you really think that there's anybody going into was going into the Flash that like no. had that no, had not seen that many people movies? went into the Flash to be honest with you. Yeah, that's so <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, there I liked it for that reason, and I also didn't like it for that reason. That I feel very conflicted about this movie. Um, I'll start off by saying that the Flash is probably when people ask if I like DC. I tell them I love Batman and I love the flash like two, probably my two favorite DC characters ever. They both are very similar, which you could tell why Batman is such a big part of this movie. They both like went that trauma of losing their parents that formed who they are. Um, and I just love the whole story of flashpoint and the lessons that Barry learns from that, which is what this movie's based on the animated flashpoint movie. The comics are fantastic. If you haven't seen them on HBO max or max as it called now, the animated flashpoint movie, is very similar to this. We can get into the differences as we start going into the movie, but the story is just so compelling and you got moments of that in this movie. Like when he, in the end, when he finally reconciles that he has to let go of his mom, I actually like really liked some of those emotional moments. Um, but yeah, where was I going with this? Yeah. Whenever I, I ask, people ask me if I like DC, I say Batman and The Flash. So I was super hyped going into this movie. I, aside from all the controversy, Vezer Miller and all the things that you mentioned that, you know, the movie should speak for itself. Where is this going? I was just excited to see a good Flash movie. And I feel like they kind of gave us really cool things, but then also like we're patty footing around, like not sure, not really sure like what impact it was going to have at all. And I think James Gunn's reasoning that he's come out and said personally, he's like, we didn't want to put things out and promise things that we weren't going to be able to deliver on in this new universe, which I get, but I feel like you could have delayed the movie a little bit and maybe wrapped it up a little bit more. Well, not, well, not, they already filmed everything with Ezra Miller, I feel like. And when that, it was hard to refilm things, but yeah, I, I feel like I, there's definitely things I liked in the movie overall. Um, I thought it was really messy, but there is things I like. I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is based on like missed opportunities almost like there was, there's opportunities to like say goodbye to certain characters that I feel like they like touched on, but they didn't, it wasn't like as impactful as I feel it should have been. Um, I feel like a, the effects were like terrible at certain points. Um, <laughs> I feel like this, so, like they went into territory that I was like enjoying certain things about. Um, but it was, it's filled with so much mess that I got like brought out of it whenever I started to get into it, I feel like. So what were some of those things that like you really were getting into it and then what brought you out of it aside well, from the effects? Well, I think I think they were like the effects were really bad. That's one. Every time he ran, like why does he look like he's like striding and like he running slowly? And like it's just so this running really takes me out of it every time. Um, obviously, but he's we're gonna, always done that, and like that's that's always been a thing since he's been in a Zack Snyder's universe. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't like, like it. It's weird. Oh, <laughs> um, <well>, okay. <laughs> and like and like him, like the first scene of him moving through all the different places is so cool. And then once they zoom in on him, he's like, like running so slowly. It's so weird. Um, I hate that. The I think the um, speed force, like the every scene in there, I was like, "What the hell? Like, am I looking at? Are they supposed to look like clay dolls? I'm not quite sure." 
Um, and that was all weird. And it took me out of like the multiversal aspect of it. Cause it's just like, I, I don't know. Like it, that was weird. Um, and I hated young flash. Every time he spoke, I wanted to like hit him in the face. <laughs> um, I hated him. He took me out of it every time. Um, and uh, honestly, like the, I love Michael Keaton as Batman, but they threw in like a few lines here to be like, look, he said the thing, but it didn't like fit into the moment when he was like, like, it was like, are you going to join us? And it was like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. It's like, okay, is that yeah, a it, yes? <laughs> 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 and then his sacrifice at the end was like for nothing, honestly. Um, it was a good scene, but again, it wasn't like a sacrifice for anything. He didn't accomplish anything from it. Actually, the guy, the guy he was fighting just kind of got up right after that. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, I, but I feel like I, I enjoyed like the only Flash movie. It kind of did give us a Flash origin story, which I thought was cool. Like that was really cool. The scenes with the mom that you mentioned were, were great. That, that last scene in the end was really impactful. Um, I feel like they started to touch on like the emotional nature of flash, but he's just like such an annoying character that it was hard to get there in certain scenes. Um, So yeah, I feel like it it did things right, but it also did a lot of things wrong that made it messy. Yeah. I I, touching on what you just mentioned, like I really am not a fan of the, for obvious reasons, but for other reasons as well, I'm not a fan of Ezra Miller cast as Barry Allen. I don't, I, I never thought he was a good cast casting choice for him i felt like they went way too goofy Mm -hmm. with it they were trying to just be like obviously there's obvious parallels you can draw from like the flash to someone like spider-man in Mm -hmm. in marvel but i literally think they cast spider-man's got personality though but exactly i think they course corrected and they were like we need a goofy like kid Mm -hmm. character like spider-man in our universe and they like just made the flash just such a goof and like very annoying Mm -hmm. and i think the younger barry was overly annoying in order to show how the older Barry, like, look how much he's grown, but still, I totally agree with you. He was very annoying. He was like, um, <laughs> I every time he laughed, I wanted to die. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were gonna hate that. Um, <laughs> the stuff in the Speed Force is a perfect example of. I feel like you could draw, you can make the same comments for Marvel movies now nowadays in Phase Four and Phase Five. They're going into really cool territory, stuff from the comics and the lore that fans have wanted to see for a long time. But there's a certain line you have to draw with how is this going to translate on screen in a way that's not off-putting and goofy. The Speed Force is essential to Flash's character. you got to show it. Mm-hmm. But I think one big complaint that a lot of fans have had is inside the Speed Force when he's going through time and like seeing the different universes in the end, it, namely that, but also when he's going through his own timeline and you see like Henry Cavill and um, Captain Boomerang and stuff, why not use like B-roll footage instead of just like these claymation like weird figures especially like christopher reeve and adam west like there's got to be b-roll footage that you could have used of them so that didn't look like weird and cgi Um, oh you're saying when like the balls were going across the screen yeah but even when he was in there just by himself and like you saw Mm -hmm. like past events from Zack snyder's justice league oh yeah henry cavill like looked like a claymation character like yeah i think it was supposed to look like clay but i'm not sure so i think it the in my mind, their reasoning when I was discussing with this, with a friend of mine who's a big DC fan, and he was like, "Oh, well, you have to think about it as like your memories are never like clear and perfect, and like when he's going through back through time, it's like through his perspective, so you never picture them no, clear in your own they mind." They just didn't want to grow. <laughs> and like I, I, I um, I feel like when animation 
like I feel like they were going for the clay thing, and then they like, but when when you try to make animation too close to reality, it just looks weird. I feel like they almost should have went with something more like, um, like in Loki to make a comparison to Marvel when he who remains is like showing Loki like his backstory, and he has like the little like gray things that like forms into different shapes. Like if you just oh, like made it nano? something, yeah, like if you just made it something that like wasn't really supposed to look like a real person. And, but you knew what it was like representing. I feel like something like that could have been cooler than like making them play dolls that looked closer to reality, but like too close that you weren't sure if that's what they were going for. I don't. I don't know if that necessarily would have worked for not like that the, exactly the, the other multi. Yeah, but I, I get what you mean. Um, like something that's not like trying to mirror reality too closely. Yeah, but but again, I feel like from what I've, I remember from when I used to watch the flash TV show on the CW, I feel like they conceptualize the speed force a lot cleaner and a lot better. Um, and again, that's just one of those concepts in comic books that I don't know, like, especially when you watch the animated flashpoint movie, it's so much better. It, it translates so much better in animation than it does live action, which I don't know if you agree. Like, do you think in general for comic book, uh, media, we're reaching a point where we're we're hitting that point where we're getting too comic booky, and it that's why things aren't translating well. Yeah, I, I think, feel like a writing so. has a lot to do with it as well, but and CGI, but it's so many concepts are like really cool, but not everything can be translated exactly from the comic. Books, I feel like there was you know? a few successes where they went really comic booky with it, and because of that success, now we're like getting a little too. We're trying to do it for every movie, but the only reason those few movies, Guardians, Ragnarok, the reason they worked is because they were like the only ones that did it at the time. And even Ragnarok was like copying off Guardians, but like Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad like went for that too and that worked, but it, you can't do it for every single movie and make it like super, super weird. And also like if you're going to skimp on the CGI budget, then like don't. Don't try to make it comic. But but the thing is, like, they spent so much money on this movie, and when you look at what Zack Snyder spent to finish Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's like pennies compared to this. It's crazy, and the CGI looks great. That's true. I feel like they're a little inefficient with things too. Yeah. Um. But I want to talk about um. I want to talk about Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with you that like when you compare when you bring back he's a legend as Mm -hmm. Batman whether you like him as Batman or not. He's like the first one that really formulated, all right, Batman's a dark character since after Adam West was all like hokey pokey and everything. He's a legend too, but you know, Michael Keaton completely changed Batman with Tim Burton. Whether you like him or not, I feel like that's the same level as bringing back like Tobey Maguire in Mm -hmm. Spider-Man No Way Home. And that, I left Spider-Man No Way Home feeling like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were done justice. Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe was done justice alfred molina as uh doc ock jamie fox as electro especially i left this movie being like i've seen some of the best batman action like i've always imagined like i was frustrated with the old batman movies from the 80s being you know obviously a kid from the 2000s and 90s like spoiled (laughs) yeah spoiled (laughs) like i was like i don't believe like that guy could be batman in this movie i was like wow even though he's seven mid 70s i believe this guy could be batman was super happy with that but by the ending, you know, like you said, his sacrifice kind of meant nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the nature of the way they explain the multiverse in this movie. But I also left it feeling like I get what they're going for. But you, why would you do that with like such a legendary like figure? 
you know. I mean, and if you're going to do it, like, make it more impactful. Give me, like, an Iron Man type death here if we're killing. If that's the same Michael Keaton, I, I, they didn't even quite explain if that was the same Michael Keaton Batman as the one from the original movie. Is like, it might just, I, I, it could be a variant of him. You know how sometimes a variant is played by the same actor. I agree the action was great. I think they could have put a few more, like, tidbits in sprinkled throughout the movie to confirm that that's the same one. And then whether or not you like, I feel like they've confirmed they're not going to use him again. So like give him a sacrifice, but actually have it mean something that would have been fine, but to kill him off and like also to have two separate scenes where he gets killed off and like neither were the second one, not being much more impactful than the first one. It was like, okay, are we just going to reverse that again? Like, or is this it? But it didn't feel like you really got much out of it. It was kind of, the the sacrifice was definitely a waste. But I did love him in this movie. I, I feel like I liked his like, oh, I'm back. Like, I, I miss this. Like, he's he's definitely crazy. Like, Batman's a freak, as Robert Pattinson yeah. would say. So like, I I liked that he was like, oh, I'm hurt. Like, I like that. I'm, I'm back in it. Um, I really yeah. like that. So I feel like he had a nice arc. He was definitely like, I enjoyed. He was probably the character I enjoyed most on screen. And like you said, the action was sick um sick. so cool um but yeah i i think his sacrifice was was whack yeah i agree and and supergirls too honestly she wasn't as much of a standout as michael keaton's batman i think there her storyline was very rushed mm-hmm. like i left the movie being like okay i get why she's against zod but it felt very weird that she kind of just joined them so quickly yeah i don't know like it, it just all happened very fast um and they they've come out in the trades and and like the directors and writers have spoken about why she couldn't defeat zod if she's technically as powerful as superman why couldn't she defeat zod um it's technically because like superman and kryptonian's powers come from the sun the longer you absorb the sun the more powerful you are superman was on earth his entire life before zod came supergirl was in a bunker her whole life before i hate when directors explain things so i don't care yeah, <laughs> but I'm just giving you the context. I appreciate um, that, but I, I they should have said that yeah. in the movie then. Something sure I that. wanted from Michael Keaton, like you said, little tidbits. I would have loved like a, just a line in to say like what villains has he fought since we last saw right. him. Right, like, like in Spider-Man they did that. Yeah, like, you know, and I don't know, man. Like going back to the whole Speed Force thing with all the cam- – people were like, you're going to love the cameos here. Like obviously gr- so cool that we got Christopher Reeve, Adam West – but they made like this whole so thing about Nick Cage being the big cat, which is all, is super cool Easter egg. But like you could have done so missed opportunity to do Heath Ledger's Joker, Danny DeVito's Penguin, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. Like there's so many other different. They did like three Supermans, Adam West, and uh, like I'm an glad Heath Ledger Flash wasn't character. in there because I, that's like you don't touch that trilogy well you know what i mean like they could there were so many other options throughout even grant gustin from the flash tv show deserved to have a cameo in this yeah i had no other flash characters come on um that was that was weird yeah um i was gonna say something about supergirl and zod before i moved to the yeah go for it the circle the weird circles flying in the sky. Um, (laughs) yeah i felt like supergirl was was very rushed i think they definitely cut out some sort of scene of her like realizing that she has to join them like i like you said i agree i I got why she was against zod didn't really get why she went back to like being on the human side um definitely rushed i i think her actress was good and like i kind of enjoyed her on screen but i feel like it was like i didn't there was just it was a little packed so i i cared more about like what was going on with the other characters Mm -hmm. um 
And I, I think Zod is like one of the main villains was interesting. Like I feel like they moving in, actually moving into the circular balls flying through the sky. Like I feel like they could have used Zod as more of like a prop than like main final battle type and had, um, I don't know what that fl- version of Flash is called. I forget, but like dark, ha- dark Flash. I think. Yeah, like have him be more of the actual villain of the movie rather than just like a throw-in at the very end. Show how okay, how the hell did Flash's mom die? I'm assuming it's something with him, but like they never show that. Like ha- have him be a little bit more of like an impactful villain. Be like if you go down this road, you become the villain, which they touched on but didn't drive home, and like have him somehow have had some sort of effect on killing his mom do something with him i don't need like zod was like not in it enough to be the villain he wasn't in it enough to be the villain um and like there really was no struggle with him to be honest with you like he was just kind of yeah. in there zod was just there to be there but the reason no, I'm saying he was there to be flash there. they fought with zod well yeah but it, but still i still feel like zod kind of like he was just very generic, his place yeah, in the movie as yeah. well. And I agree with you, Dark Flash definitely should have had more of a role. I do like the whole paradox nature of how he was created. I don't think they should have gone into his mom dying because that's a big thing from the comics that the reverse Flash, who's like his arch enemy, is the one who killed his mom. And I think they were, if in a perfect world that this was going to get a sequel, they were going to explore reverse Flash. Um, he's the one who's the villain of the animated flashpoint movie. So I'm glad they didn't touch that. Um, the reason why I like, I really like Zod being a big part of this movie though, is because it puts some respect that in an overall highlight in the movie. I feel like it did put some respect on Zach, what Zack Snyder did for the DCU. It showed how pivotal like Zod coming to earth and man of steel was to the universe. And I feel mm-hmm. like this universe is constantly just like moved on to the next movie and ditched what came before. Whereas That's I true. like when they like recontextualize and it was like, oh, Barry was there when Zod came to Earth first. He first got his powers. He was trying to save people. The same way in Batman v Superman, they showed Bruce Wayne was trying to save people when Zod was attacking Earth. Like, mm. okay. Overall highlight, I felt like, you, I don't know if you agree, but I feel like building on that, this was one of the first DCU movies where I finally felt like, it felt like a larger Justice League universe. Like they were all working together in the be- beginning. Like Wonder Woman came and saved them. Like B- Batman was like, come on, I need you in Gotham City. Like I finally felt like, wow, this kind of feels like the animated DC Justice League a little bit. Whereas the previous movies, everything felt a little bit disparaged. And like, Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman seems to part. show up for one scene in every movie, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um and and I I think you've convinced me about Zod, but I I wish they cho- like I wish they either made him a bigger villain or I feel like they should have made Dark Flash a bigger thing. He was just thrown in. He he should have been in more scenes. Yeah, where, like he was just in like that one beginning, one end. Yeah, um, I hated that. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Let me look back on my notes. Um, <laughs> oh, well, we're talking about Batman and Ben Affleck. How did you feel as this? How did you feel about this being his ending to being Batman? Um, I liked his. I hated his suit in the beginning. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> Looked horrible. Um, but his action scenes were cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I'm biased because I love the Flash character and I love the real Flashpoint story that this is based on. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I'll give a spoiler alert. 
but I feel like if they followed that, this is another instance where if they followed that a little bit more closely, I feel like it would have benefited them more here. And what happens in the actual Flashpoint movie is um, when Barry screws things up, trying to save his mom, pretty much same story. He loses his powers uh, in the new universe he creates. And in that universe, it's Bruce who gets shot and Thomas Wayne who becomes Batman, like a dark Batman. And then when Barry fixes things at the end, he uh, like he goes back to his universe, sees Bruce Wayne and gives him a letter from his dad, Thomas Wayne. And you see like Batman, like cry, mm-hmm. like reading the letter. But then like, you I feel like Michael that would have been in a- there. I know, but like I kind of would have loved to see uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a uh, Thomas Wayne Batman mm. um, and see Bruce Ben Affleck cry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like he was just kind of like there. It was cool, but it's not, not it, it wasn't really an ending for him. Yeah. Never got a movie. Um, yeah. Never got his own movie. And then another thing, the multiverse explanation. Oh, I like this multiverse explanation. I didn't. I know you did. Um, like, I don't hate this. I, I, I think it's fine. Like, if the, if, with what they did with the movie, I think it's, it makes sense. I just think that the mechanics of it, like, by their explanation, the mechanics of it are just kind of like, okay, throw it all out the window. Like, whatever. Like, once you change something, everything changes, and that's it, and we can do whatever we want. So I, I didn't love that. I, would, I, I like a little bit of, like, correlation between what was changed and, like, how that affects everything in the future think that's a little bit like that's one of the more interesting aspects of time travel to me so like just be like okay you change one thing we're on a different plane of existence and that's it I, I didn't love that but i also think it worked for what they wanted to do with this movie and i like the metaphor also with the pasta i i think the met the metaphor was super cool yeah i really liked but i feel like this was a be- a cleaner way to introduce older characters mm-hmm. you don't know, like michael keaton you know, whereas in like the Marvel explainer and the other stuff, like you have to like jump over from another timeline to yeah. get those characters in. Whereas this was a unique way. Hadn't seen it explained like this before. And it also worked for what they were trying to do, being that this universe is like completely screwed and we're going to have a new reboot is it kind of explained that like once you change one thing, there's absolute chaos and you like really can't change it back. I agree. I yeah. think for what they wanted to do with the movie, it was the way to explain it. And I like the metaphor. Um, but yeah. yeah, if you're going to do time travel, I like a little bit more of a correlation, but again, the alternative is what Marvel did, which also doesn't have an explanation. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so many multiverse explainers, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about, uh, spider verses when we get to that episode. Yes. Very soon. Uh, um, and then do you have anything you go? I asked a few questions in a row. Um, well, first, I want to comment on one of my favorite jokes in the movie, which is the whole Back to the Future thing. As you know, if you're a longtime fan of Popcorn as a podcast, Back to the Future is my favorite movie. Um, they made this whole joke in the movie about, oh, in this universe, it's um, – why is his name escaping me? Uh, not Michael J. Fox. It was uh, – one second, please hold. Who almost played Marty McFly? Eric Stoltz. Oh, the whole joke was, oh, in this universe, it's Eric Stoltz who plays Marty McFly. And that's because they wanted Michael J. Fox to play the character. They couldn't get him. They had to shoot the entire movie with Eric Stoltz. And finally the directors were like, we got to fire this guy. He's not right for the role. And they fired him and reshot the whole movie with Michael J. Fox. I didn't know they shot the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's just a quick nerd out moment. But um, what did you think of George Clooney in the end? Being, I love uh, that. I thought family? that was cool. I think it is. A, I think like, you know, we've, as a side, we've become very focused on cameos, but I think it was cute. Like you're, 
you're redoing the the universe anyway. Um, I th- I like that that cameo in the end. Me too. <laughs> but but I will say, I don't think I feel like the whole point of the movie was like, don't go back and change things. Like you can't undo it. But then he doesn't learn his lesson by putting the tomatoes on the top of the thing. So I didn't like that. Um, that was something else I wanted to mention. Um, so yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I feel like it's he's the type of character like a, again, like a Spider-Man, where he tries to fix things, but he ultimately like doesn't completely learn his lesson and just keeps causing more problems for himself. Oh, that's know? so dumb. What was the whole point? He literally killed his mother, and then he's like, "Oh, what? I'll put the tomatoes on the top." Um, and then I have I have two more two more things to talk about before we jump to the report card. What the hell was up with the Barbie line? When he's like, "Come Barbie. on, Barbie, let's go party." And then they start running around in the final battle. You know what I'm talking oh, about? It was so yeah, weird. Yeah. I think apparently <laughs> there was something like with the rights of the music, they had it, but then like they just, I don't know. That was freaking weird. I forgot about that. Oh my God. I did God. not. Um, it will <laughs> be in my brain forever. And then the other thing, I can't believe we haven't talked about it. The first action sequence with the babies. Oh, <laughs> microwaving a baby. Yeah. I think that was, oh my God. I literally can't believe that exists. I like that they went into his power and said like he needs fuel and stuff and like that he could slow time down in different ways like that. But using babies was a weird choice. Yeah. And like they'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. Like they were flying all in the air. That was a weird scene. <laughs> the effects were so weird. I, I just... I saw a tweet and it was like, you know how Tom Cruise, for, well, I was Tom Cruise watching this movie, but Tom Cruise apparently like saw The Flash and he was like, this is the best movie ever. And like, they were saying that this is, everyone was saying this is the best movie ever. And people like, there was a tweet and it was like, Tom Cruise, when he sees The, the Flash putting the baby in a microwave, and it was like someone giving a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people were seeing that scene and were like, yeah, that, that looks good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I was kind of like, what is happening? But then also, just like, it's early in the movie, so I forgot about it a little bit. I, for me, I like, set the tone for the whole movie. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be a ridiculous movie. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like, kind of sad. Again, especially after having watched the animated version. You get, you got to watch it. It's really good. Um, but yeah, this... Uh, I don't want to get into like so missed opportunities there, but there's so many cool things they could have done if they adapted it differently. When he changes the timeline, like it causes a war between the Atlanteans and uh, Wonder Woman's race, and like that's going to destroy the world. So so many cool things with Flashpoint that I feel like they were just like, let's play it safe and that one yeah. Michael Keaton and stuff. But like I said, I do like the certain ways they paid respect to Man of Steel and the comic booky things that they went into flash's powers a lot the, all the new powers like him phasing through the walls and stuff at, added some good comedy to the movie i felt like there were some funny moments that land that landed for there me were. The, the new lightning the lightning powers he has when he like runs were pretty cool um yeah i like that stuff oh let's get on to the report card i feel like we actually yeah. talked about all the different aspects of the movie but we haven't talked much about our general thoughts so i'm excited for the report card this time around me too Okay, well, let's get to it. So the, the report card is something that Jake and I invented. It's kind of like a rating system we use for movies, and we're very excited to use it because I think last summer was the first time we used it, and we're back to summer movie time. And we rate all the movies on six categories. It's pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. We rate all of those out of 10, and then based on those ratings, we get a 
score out of 100. So let's start with pacing. Jake, you first. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it like a six and a half, maybe. Yeah, I like, I think the beginning and the, um, the beginning and the third act actually were dragging for me a little bit, but weirdly enough, the middle where it usually sags, I was kind of like hooked because that's where all like the Michael Keaton stuff and the missions were going on. Whereas like, I feel like it got off the rails at the end and, and in the beginning with the baby stuff, it was a little weird. So <laughs> six and a half. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give it. I'll actually give it a little bit higher. I'll give it like a seven. Um, I feel like the pacing wasn't my issue with the movie. I feel like it was long, but I don't feel like I was bored throughout it. I just felt like more of the other things were my issues, not necessarily the pacing. Okay. Um, visuals is number two. Uh, this one's also no. I'm gonna give this like a five. Yeah, it it was pre- it was pretty bad. I'm I'm really annoyed about the the multiverse stuff, and then also like. Hit the speed force stuff was kind of annoying to me. I'm going to give it lower. I'm going to give it like a 3.5. <laughs> I really thought it was bad. Like I, this is a, this is one of the first superhero movies in a while where I was like, Oh, most of the effects were not good. Like, and really took yeah. you out of it. Some sometimes like, I don't, I'm not nitpicky about CGI when like people's faces look a little weird when they're CGI, but a lot of the things in here, they tried to do big things and didn't execute them. Well, mm. acting is next. This one I'll give higher. Uh, like I th- feel like Ezra Miller brought it, um, even though they're like a criminal. <laughs> uh, and uh, Michael Keane was really good, and so was Supergirl was was pretty good as well. Um, I'll give it like a seven point eight. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give it a seven point five. I, I agree with you. Uh, next is music literally so indifferent to the music here um they could have given flash like such a cool theme and stuff i feel like the multiverse theme was pretty cool but again not nothing stand out like pretty generic uh i'm gonna give it like middle of the road like a six and a half again yeah yeah i'll give it a six i feel like nothing stood out Uh, didn't they not play the michael keaton music that's the best part they yeah they they hinted at the themes that was the best part oh they did of it. oh what did they miss then there's something they yeah. missed i can't remember what it was anyway story is next i'm again i'm biased i love the flash love flashpoints uh, but didn't adapt it exactly but uh, but i did enjoy the overall story besides a little minutia that we discussed we didn't like so i'll give it a eight hey okay Ooh. um i feel like the story they tried to do a lot of great things but it wasn't uh wasn't flowing for me i guess um right. i'll give it like a i'll give it a six point f- i'll give it a seven heart uh i feel like this also plays into the larger themes uh where it hit it hit where i feel like it hit on the parts where the heart were most important for the flashpoint story so i'm gonna also give it like an eight yeah I'll give it, I'll give it like a, honestly, I'm going to give it like a six because like I said, Michael Keaton's sacrifice should have been more impactful. I feel like they missed on some impactful moments, but the impactful ones worked like the conversation with the mom in the end. So our final score for the flash is drum roll, please. 66%. Execute order 66. I feel like that's, (laughs) I feel like that's very accurate to be honest with you. Yeah. 
the the report card never misses, man. It really does not miss. We've really perfected this thing, huh? <laughs> Except I would a hundred percent agree to a sixty six percent. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. Maybe some Batman scenes, but that's yeah, it. I don't think I'll, that's a you know that's what I've been realizing recently. Since we were so content overloaded, I've been thinking a lot more about like what I would like to rewatch. Yeah. And that's a big indicator for me. If I'm like, do I really feel like watching this again? Some movies you're like, I want to go see this immediately again. Some you're like, mm-hmm. I can never see this again. It'd be fine. <laughs> Some you're like, I want to see it again to understand further, but I don't want to sit through it again. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, I've realized that a lot, especially with MCU movies is like, I'll be scanning through Disney plus and I'm like, do I really want to watch this one? But then like, without a doubt, I could always be in the mood for winter soldier. Yeah, I agree. I could always, and that's one you never like fully. I can't remember. There's some of them I watch and it's like scene by scene. I remember winter soldier is not one of them. Really? No. And I've seen it so many times. It's just such a different movie and it's, Oh, oh, I love that movie. Anyway, this isn't a winter soldier podcast, (laughs) but, um, yeah, go watch animated Flashpoint. You too. That means you too, Nick. Okay, uh, I will. It's, it's, a quick, it's, a, it's a quick one, and it's really good. All the animated DC movies are good. Uh, interested to see what you think of that compared to this. But oh, I got high, ho- I have high hopes for James Gunn's universe. I just really want some good DC content <sighs> that's different. I feel like his know? content's so interesting. It's like Swamp Thing and <laughs> Tree <Swamp> Boy. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, but we'll cover it when it comes out. You can be sure of that. Join the heist. Join the heist. Thank you.